Welcome to another episode of That's Fat. Uh, my name is Alex, and uh, she is beauty, she is grace, but she's not Miss United <laughs> States. She is Sam. Hello. Just want to <laughs> apologize in advance. I've been drinking some beer, and beer is notorious for making me burp quite like badly so (laughs) there may be a few burps that come through during well now you've now you've committed to having these beers these burps these beer burps stay in and not just having me edit Uh them out because you could have just asked me to do that counter (laughs) there's one (laughs) there's one (laughs) well today uh we watched miss congeniality uh, not for the first time for either of us. I know that it is one of your absolute favourite movies. Yeah, Samantha. well, it's only because when I was 12, 13, I loved Toddlers and Tiaras so much <laughs> and I was obsessed with the concept of beauty pageants. Mm-hmm. Um, as any 13-year-old as girl any is. 13-year-old girl is. Um, Eden Wood was my favourite beauty queen um, from... The child beauty pageant scene, obviously. Um, <laughs> this means nothing to me. <laughs> and like, I debated on this in high oh my school God. on whether child beauty pageants should be allowed. And my parents, seeing how obsessed with the like concept of pageants I was, um, suggested to show me Miss Congeniality. They were like, "It's hilarious," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I don't think my story with Miss Congeniality is as glamorous. I think it was probably just on TV once and I just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yes, it, it does star Sandra Bullock, who we were just discussing before we started recording. Uh, we thought we'd seen so many more movies of hers. Well, she's um, an iconic queen. She is an iconic queen. We do love Sandra Bullock. Um, we, we love her in this house. Uh, I discovered that I've only watched five movies of hers, mm-hmm. but... The ones that I have seen are, qual- are quite quality, I will say. I'm not a huge fan of Bird Box, but The Blind Side, which we also watched for the, f- well, I watched for the first time with you, yeah. is another fantastic movie. The Proposal, um, a fantastic The Proposal, movie. of course, Ryan Reynolds. You as well haven't in that seen one. All About Steve. <laughs> I have not. All About <laughs> Steve is an excellent film. Um, also, Sandra Bullock is older Steve. than I thought. Yeah, how is she? How old is she? Fifty. She's fifty six, which means she was fifty six, probably thirty five when she filmed Miss Congeniality. Maybe thirty, maybe thirty six. She looks good. Like not that that's old, but she looks like she looks like she's twenty five, twenty six. So yeah, wow. But if you look at her now, she still looks so much younger than she actually is. So Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm, makes sense. Definitely, Um, as is tradition. We do always love to, uh, oh, yeah, we do, love, we do love to have a look at the things that happened mm-hmm. uh, around the time that this movie was released. So tell me, Sam, what major world events happened in December of 2000? Uh, so a lot of sporting events happened. None that I believe are particularly, like, notable. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... A tennis Masters Cup, an old bloke one from France. Um, okay, what, what, what was his name? <laughs> Andre Agassi. That doesn't Andre sound Agassi, French. Andre Agassi. Yep. Agassi. Oh, you know him. Yep. 
Agassi is definitely one of the <laughs> best tennis players of all time. Oh, is he French or is he Brazilian or is he Portuguese? Um, I'm confused. There's a few different countries coming up here. Anyway, is he's listed as being American? I think he might have just he was he born could be in American. Las Vegas. It was in the French Open. Um. Oh no. Oh my god, my, my bad. He lost. <laughs> he lost. Okay, I think he's American and the Brazilian beat him in Portugal okay, okay. in the French. Oh no, the French Open champion beat him mm-hmm. in Portugal. The French Open champion was Brazilian. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's go to something a little bit more simple. <laughs> the 89th Davis Cup happened. What sport is that? I don't know, but Spain beat Australia, so that's why it's important because Australia was in it. Um, um, the Davis Cup. The Davis Cup is also tennis. Okay. Yeah. Then, moving away from sport for a second. <laughs> so in the year two thousand, there was a big presidential election, very yes. topical right now too, um, between Bush and Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, who I constantly just know as Al Gore. I forget that that's not his full last name. That's his full name. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Alex in editing here. Just wanted to say if you want to listen to us talk about the 2000 election at length, the previous episode was all about elections. So uh, feel free to listen to that. Back to your regularly scheduled listening now. Thanks for listening to That's Fat. Um, Yes, George W. Bush and Al Gore, I think it was a very close election from what I know, and the US Supreme Court had to uh, settle some sort of dispute because Florida, once again, was that tricky country that, like, I guess... State, not country. My bad. State. I've had a few beers, remember? <laughs> tricky state. That, um, I don't know, something happened there that doesn't give me much detail. Um, I think they, re- was... they recounted votes in that election, Probably, yes. Yeah. yeah, well, that's basically what this says. Mm-hmm. And he, George Bush was finally handed the presidency well, yeah, which fully him. fully expects votes to be recounted uh, this mm-hmm. year as well if uh, Donald yes, Trump does not become is, president. It is expected to happen. I know this. <laughs> um, and then a day later, Al Gore delivered a speech uh, which effectively ended his hopes of becoming the 43rd president of the United States. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. There you go. Then... The cricket, the cricket women's World Cup happened, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. Australia we were defeated again by New Zealand, which is just <laughs> absolutely tragic. That um, is tragic. They're a lot better these days. Our women's cricket team are they? This Good. even this year they won the this year they won the World Cup. They did. Where Katy Perry they performed. Did. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's what I know about that event. And then just to wrap the year up on the 30th of December, one day after your birthday, um, mm-hmm. there were some bombings in oh. Manila in the Philippines. Um, oh, Jesus. Which spanned over a few hours and killed 22 people and injured about 100 people. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I didn't know there was bombings in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I can there believe it. Well, exactly. thanks for that um, 
little news recap of the <laughs> December of 2000. It didn't seem like a very exciting time, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, there's a few things going on, clearly, oh. um, from sports to presidential elections, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, let's uh, let's focus on the actual movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have a uh, quick synopsis for us to run through yes. before we tackle Sorry. the movie as a whole? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tell you what Wikipedia says and then maybe add a few of my own bits on because uh, this is not very descriptive. Miss Congeniality is a 2000 American comedy film directed by Donald Petrie, written by Mark Lawrence, Katie Ford and Karen Lucas, and starring Sandra Bullock, Michael Caine and some other people. And that's that's the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) So basically... We've got an FBI agent, Grace Hart, or Gracie, yes. and she's affectionate. Or Sandra called. Bullock, as I affectionately or refer to her. Sandra Bullock might be the easiest way to <laughs> refer to her. Um, we see her as, yes, an FBI agent. She's very, like, tomboyish, um, mm-hmm. not, you know, a very effeminate woman, I guess. Um, what would you say? Like, just... <laughs> A bit, a bit all over the shop. All over the shop. A bit brash. A bit, um, I don't know. She has messy hair. Basically, is what I took away <laughs> from it. <laughs> I was going to say one of the very first things that I wrote down when we started watching it was that they tried really, really hard to the make Sandra Bullock hair. not hot. Yes, like, like because she's a really hot woman, try. and like, even yes. I wrote that down too. I was like, does curly hair mean ugly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yep. So they find the FBI finds out that there's a domestic terrorist that is targeting the Miss United States pageant, which is taking place Mm -hmm. in Texas. um, And they need to put an agent undercover into the pageant. And of course it turns out, that Sandra Bullock is the best fit for the job, so they go to they find a um a pageant coach called Victor or Michael Caine, um, <laughs> or Michael Caine, yep. Um, <laughs> and he is disgusted by her, but agrees to teach her how to be a pageant queen. They go to Texas, and they go through the whole pageant, and suddenly. Gracie or Sandra Bullock <laughs> finds herself <laughs> at the finale. Um, is it called the finale? The finals. The finals. <laughs> the the top ten. She's able to save the day, hence being titled Miss Congeniality of the Pageant that year. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty, pretty good synopsis, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the movie starts, uh, once again, I'm not sure what the obsession is with movies from this time period of starting with, like, a flashback or a scene from the past. Uh-huh. But this movie also starts with much, much like the parent trap yeah. I've seen from the past of a young Sandra Bullock uh, standing up for herself on the playground and mm-hmm. punching some boys in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually said, are we watching being... the parent trap? <laughs> <laughs> She's just being just being the little feminist icon that she is, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then after that, it just kind of hard, hard jumps to uh, the her and her FBI team on a 
in the middle of an operation. Mm, I wanted which... to add one thing in before you go to that part. Mm-hmm. Um, is is it okay to promote children hitting each other and kicking each other in the balls the way that they did at the beginning of this movie? No, probably not. I mean, you'd hope there's not too many children watching Miss Congeniality considering it is an M-rated film. Yes, at least not young children. I think I saw it for the first time when I was like 12, maybe. (laughs) I am am saying that, um, uh, what's the word, sarcastically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it is an M-rated movie. Um, But, yeah, probably not the best thing to... It, it no. is funny. It is a funny scene. But yeah, flash forward to when they're um in this commie restaurant. Yeah, in a Soviet Russian themed <laughs> restaurant where these Russian gangsters are meeting up to do their illegal deals. I was just looking for the Chechens from Barry. Yeah. <laughs> for just for Hank to pop up like walking oh, through Hank. the door and ordering a meal. <laughs> Talk about queens. Hank is a queen. <laughs> anyway, we Hank already could be see a lot of misogyny queen. happening, I noted. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yep. ever present. <laughs> From the get-go. I will say it is probably a movie that was trying to be, you know, a a girl power kind of sure. deal. It definitely is. It's The guys mm. in the movie are shit. And then Sandra Bullock <laughs> is a legend. And she's like... yeah. Um, no, girl power. She definitely, faces her, she definitely faces her fair share of misogyny from start to end. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the scene when uh, they are deciding who will be going undercover in the, um, in the, the pageant. Yeah. And they've got this little technology, the little FBI technology oh, where yeah. they can scan clothes, skimpy clothes onto all the women in the FBI, basically. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I, I let me find where I wrote that. Down. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you reckon that's a thing? Definitely <laughs> that not. That is definitely not a real thing. <laughs> that's definitely some uh some movie excuse to show all the female actors. Yeah. Uh, in, and all in the blokes are just having bikinis. like a party, looking at these girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely interesting. Um, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to point out when they are in the Russian Soviet Union restaurant, mm-hmm. um one of the guys, like the FBI agents, called one of the Russians Broski, which I thought was so funny. Just because like <laughs> people do say that still. I missed people. that. <laughs> it was really That's like so in good. the background, but I noticed it and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I did also love in that scene, um, Sandra is looking through her like little spy cam in her book, <laughs> and the screen is like a, basically a tiny little TV CRT screen. <laughs> I do love the technology because they, it is uh, set, you know, mostly half with the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a lot of their like crime technology and right, just like seeing see these these big fat CRT monitors and mm-hmm. things like that is so funny. Right, when it's meant to be presented as like this high tech. <laughs> Super advanced uh-huh. uh, stuff. I know. It's really I, funny to watch now. I did notice, like, it's a good movie for looking at 
what technology was like mm. in that time because there is a lot of it especially yes. like TVs and computers and stuff and they all look ancient <laughs> all... Uh, when 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 Sandra comes home after mm-hmm. the failed operation and she's yes. like hitting the punching bag and she get... turns on her like old cassette tape player stereo it's like the fattest thing you've ever seen (laughs) and just in case we didn't know that she was in new york city we see a little yellow taxi sitting on her shelf because just like in the parent trap just in case we didn't know that annie was from london with the bus (laughs) we have to know that um, Sandra Bullock is from New York. <laughs> we also get our first taste of product placement for the movie. Um, I don't know if you noticed the Everlast punching bag right in the middle oh. of the room the whole time. But um, I was too busy looking at the stereo. I didn't even notice that. Okay. Um, I just want to know, like, Everlast now is sold at Kmart. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say that it's still around. Is like, that like a brand. big, was that a big brand, like a big sports brand? Because Probably. Because now I associate it with the one sports brand that Kmart sells. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, Everlast, uh, uh, apparently, I, I'm just doing a tiny bit of research here, Everlast has been bought out by EA uh Games. so yeah oh. so they mustn't be um too big anymore <laughs> if they got bought out no i don't think so i also thought it was hilarious i feel like i should point out that i did live in new york for a year so mm-hmm. the first part of this movie is set in new york like <laughs> this is this well is what happens me. this is what happens every time we watch a movie uh-huh. set, uh, set in new york is Sam, uh, just (laughs) reflecting on New York as a whole. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful city it is. Um, Something else that reminded me of you was when Sandra comes home after the the failed uh um, operation and she's just, like, slamming everything and um, doing everything (laughs) angrily. I literally have that written down in my notes. I've got some bits where I'm going to call you out soon too, don't you worry. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) No, I wanted to say, so (laughs) this note of mine was quite long because then I realised something and I had to, like, backtrack i was like why the fuck is she in new york city and she's driving a car no one drives a car (laughs) and then i was like oh wait she's a cop (laughs) like of course (laughs) she drives a car (laughs) yes yes with the cars i was thinking um it's hilarious seeing these like cars that you know yeah the police are driving and now People our age in their early twenties are like driving these cars as like uh-huh. their, their little shitbox first cars. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I think my first car, like my, I guess it's my first car. One of my current cars is came out in two thousand two. I think so. Yeah. Like it's kind of similar age. Yeah. <laughs> these were the cutting edge in in motoring back then. They sure were. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Do you have any other notes on that scene at her house? <laughs> um, no, I think that's everything. <laughs> um, so then she goes to Starbucks. <laughs> yes, she does go to Starbucks. So, yeah, this this movie is is pretty funny 
I will say the Starbucks, the scene where she cuts in line at Starbucks and you think mm-hmm. uh, she's there on some official FBI business, mm-hmm. but she's actually just ordering coffee for the, yeah. for, for everyone she else. She uses her privilege as an FBI agent uh-huh. to cut in front of the, what seems to be like 50 people in line at mm-hmm. Starbucks. Um, it's definitely a comedy movie. It's got some funny jokes and that's definitely it is, one of the It is a funny ones. movie, I think, no matter how many times mm-hmm. I watch it. Um. It I, and it made me realise that Starbucks doesn't seem to have really changed. No, right. It was pretty similar. Um, yeah. Even, like, <laughs> decoratively, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Right. Language-wise and decoratively and uniform-wise and everything else seems pretty mm-hmm. much the same. Starbucks is forever, apparently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then there's that scene where um, they're figuring out the whole um undercover for the pageant mm-hmm. uh Sandra Bullock and uh the bloke I can't remember his name um who's the ooh, <laughs> hang on hang on hang on we it's need we question. need a name Eric Eric Eric, Eric. Matthews yes he, uh, Sandra and Eric are having a wrestle when they're Going at each other about... Oh, God, um, yeah, you just skipped past a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, sorry, what have I missed? What have I missed here? I mean, look, it wasn't very interesting. I just wrote a lot of stuff down for it. Um, uh-huh. So we can either come back to that No, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. So <laughs> I write down such stupid things. I said, side note, I really appreciate a good lanyard because so many people <laughs> You do love a lanyard. <laughs> I carry my keys on a lanyard. <laughs> um, then I said, <laughs> ransom note and a pageant. Did, are these mm. the same criminals that are responsible for the death of John Benet Ramsey? Um, Who? Yeah, I, I knew you'd say that. She's um <laughs> a child beauty pageant queen from, I believe, the 90s who was murdered and mm. her murderer left a ransom note. But, like, it's it's definitely up for debate who actually killed her. A lot of people think it was her parents or her brother or whatever. It's a, a bit of an Azaria Chamberlain situation. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I, I think this is your um, criminology uh, coming out here because I've never heard of anything that you just said. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Right, this movie also, like, holds a place in my heart because I study criminology, and it is mm-hmm. technically a crime movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the FBI are involved. It's got to be <laughs> criminal in some sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what else did I have? I think you jumped through quite a bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Because <laughs> you missed the Ben and Jerry's product placement. Oh, my God, yes. I forgot about the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> yeah, when she's when she's in the pub. Um, and, yeah, that, there's another, another good joke in there when uh, Eric introduces this mm-hmm. girl that he's helping write an academic paper mm-hmm. and Sandra Bullock is like, Milk, give milk. <laughs> Right, she's probably like our age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I also noted like um there was the Ben and Jerry's which was obvious product placement because like we saw them like with the hands placing it down. There's also throughout the whole movie a lot of signs for Bud, like Budweiser. Oh, I didn't notice. I, I think 
at times I probably wasn't paying as much attention to the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a good that is a good pickup. Mm-hmm. Lots of Bud Light. Uh huh. A lot of like yeah, both America's of beer. Also a little bit of Guinness here and there, which made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I did just want to say before we move on to that next bit, um. I feel like office spaces have really Mm. changed in the last 20 years. Like now I think a lot of offices go from more like open and collaborative kind of setup, whereas this FBI agency office was very like divided and everyone had their own little section just from what Mm -hmm. I noticed. Right. I I think... I don't know if it's changed so much in representation in movies and stuff, but yeah, like the office cubicle was definitely mm. a thing for a long time. Mm. Um, that just makes me think of The Incredibles, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I don't know if you've been to like WeWork or any of those kind of like shared office spaces, but they're kind of no. like a big cafe almost mm-hmm. where people were doing their work. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember um, I applied for a job at like a uh, digital media company, mm-hmm. like, like last year or something um, in Richmond. Yeah. And yeah, I had a look at like their website and their offices are also very much like that. And I think it's yeah. like that across the world now uh-huh. where it's like a big, yeah, open space. It's meant to encourage more like, you know, um, I guess a more casual workplace. Yeah, and I probably I'm wasn't so much it. the case in the late nineties mm-hmm. and early two thousands. My office it was like is a, my you go car. to work to work. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's definitely a cultural shift as well towards like, I suppose workplaces being more responsible for the like the mental health and well-being of their workers and not just shutting them away in a cubicle for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know about your psychological opinion on that, but that's what I that makes me think of. it's definitely better to kind of, I don't know, not feel all cooped up and in like a little square and like you can change where you sit from day to day and things like mm-hmm. that or you can work standing up for a little bit. I don't know. At I've only been to the WeWork in Dublin because I spent a lot of time there when I was interning there. Um, mm-hmm. But they have beer on tap <laughs> that, all through yeah, the that's, day. That's excellent. <laughs> and so I would just pop in there for a beer. <laughs> that sounds like the ideal workplace. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, onto the wrestling scene now. Um, so, uh, Sandra, Sandra Bullock and Erica have a little wrestle. Um, there's some casual workplace sexual harassment mm-hmm. when he just gives her a smack on the bum. He sure does. Um, no biggie, clearly, in the year 2000. Is he related to grandfather from Parent Trap? <laughs> he might be. Um, <laughs> and there is some implication uh, when... <laughs> Sandra Bullock asks, where am I supposed to keep my gun? And Eric's <laughs> like, uh, just, I don't want to know about it. So we got the gun in the pussy situation uh-huh. there, clearly. Well, she pulled a donut, donut out of her pussy at one point later in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. 
She like pulled yeah. them out of her tits and then the dog started sniffing her crotch and she was like, <laughs> oh yeah, let me just grab that last donut. I don't know. Keeping donuts anywhere on my body doesn't sound comfortable. Um, no. I think I'd rather just eat them straight up. But It just sounds sticky and like gross. Yeah, especially those like glazed ones. Ugh. Yuck. Nasty. <laughs> so, did you have anything else from that scene? I didn't actually write anything down for that scene. Okay. Oh no, no, I did, I did. <laughs> okay, um. God, listen to me. Um, <laughs> bloody Eric is turns up at the gym that Sandra's at, mm-hmm. and um, she's like punching like a punching bag that is like a fake person, like a fake body. Yeah. Um, and he's just standing like right behind it i'm like why would you stand right there you're gonna get punched (laughs) (laughs) that sounds scary to me he does get like hit in the face with her foot he gets hit by her a lot (laughs) we find out later but i will um, say now that i'm thinking back to that scene um the scene when she meets with vic with michael kane for the first time there's some not very subtle foreshadowing with her doing her stupid little talent on the glasses but in this scene actually i've just thought about it that this is actually some decent foreshadowing for her um final her final talent Mm -hmm. uh in the show when they when eric joins her on stage to do the like self-defense uh training little show off that they do um so in terms of in terms of movie writing this is probably actually a good scene that I, I actually forgot about it yeah. from the end. So that's actually she, um, some solid foreshadowing. She actually uses that same move that she does at the end, the sing mm-hmm. move. She actually uses that right in the very beginning as a child in that first Oh, there you thing. go. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. There is some, <laughs> <laughs> some not so subtle foreshadowing as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after this scene is when they're on the plane to oh well, no they haven't they, they meet Vic first they meet Vic she yeah. eats steak with spaghetti <laughs> which sounds like a dream meal I'm not gonna lie I know I I do want to know who serves steak with spaghetti but that's a question <laughs> for you an Italian I think <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can serve some you can serve meat on top of spaghetti on top of pasta oh, for sure the best for pasta sure. I've ever eaten had a whole like lamb chop on oh top my of god it. I love lamb with pasta it's so good yeah it was delicious from some unknown restaurant on Ligon Street that I cannot remember. What yeah. it's called, but that's probably the best pasta I've Lion ever had. Street's the best. Um, mm-hmm. Victor is my hero. I love him, and I want to be like him when I grow up. <laughs> Except for being a bit like misogynistic, he's also misogynistic, I guess. Like, yeah, he just a, has a, a... he has this vision for what a woman should be, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't know if I don't know if I hundred percent agree, Vic. Um... <laughs> I don't know if you'd find all too many gay misogynists, but. Yeah, Vic's I'm not sure. Is he gay or is he just flamboyant? We don't know. I think, <laughs> I think Look, we assume he's gay. In um, its year 2000 way, um, it very much pink. implies... He wears yeah, <laughs> It very much implies that he is gay. But, Absolutely. Um, like I said, it's made in the year 2000, so their ideas of what a gay man is are definitely uh-huh. 
a bit shaded in (laughs) some homophobia for sure. Um, The scene where they're eating lunch together, Victor refers to Sandra Bullock's mouth as a trap. I was distracted by the half-masticated cow rolling around in your wide-open trap. Which (laughs) I just thought was funny, and I now only want to refer to people's mouths as their traps. (laughs) (laughs) I think yeah, that's um, that's a good call. Yeah, Eric. Eric gets scared away when uh, mm-hmm. Vic is a bit too enthusiastic about his hair, mm-hmm. which once again <laughs> indicative of the homophobia of the year two thousand for sure. Eric definitely doesn't want to be perceived as gay, which is no. I don't know. Interesting to me because he seems like such a player with the with the women. I don't know if anyone <laughs> thinks that you're gay, Eric. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what a horrible thing that would be. I know, shocking. God forbid. <laughs> we then learn how to glide. To Yes, you have to glide. You have to glide. It's all in the buttocks, Victor said. I want to say that I glide when I walk. I would, would like agree? to. I definitely don't glide. I definitely do more <laughs> of like an elephant. Um, and I did think I, def- was- I definitely do a bit of a giraffe then. <laughs> I did think it was funny that Sandra Bullock is gliding across the street of New York and instead of saying, I'm walking here, she says, I'm gliding gliding here. here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is iconic. Um, It really is. I I can see now how you uh, have have more notes than me. uh (laughs) Uh-huh, because I write (laughs) down everything. Um, I even had one note for, oh, my God, now we're learning how to make a bomb, even though <laughs> <laughs> that scene's about 10 seconds long. <laughs> when the, uh, yeah, the, the quote-unquote main villain, the citizen, is <laughs> making a bomb, uh-huh. a homemade bomb to plaster on the crown, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, are we on to the, the flight over to the main Yes, Avenue? we are. We sure are. Don't you stress. <laughs> <laughs> For, in a technology sense, um, that little laptop that uh, Sandra Bullock is watching the, like, uh-huh. last year's uh, pageant on, uh-huh. and it was just, like, disgusting in both, <laughs> A, how tiny this little laptop is, mm-hmm. um, and B, the video player on the laptop looks absolutely horrendous. I remember video players like that on computers. I don't know if, like, maybe it was just before... You you seem to have better memories of being a little kid Mm -hmm. um, than I do, but I think maybe it's, like, a tiny bit before our time because... I think it's just, like, an old version of Windows Media Player. Yeah, it's just, like, disgusting and, like, everything's really... (laughs) bubbly and like circly <laughs> and it just like felt gross to me it just made me think of like those um those tvs like those little kids tvs that had like spongebob or something on them that were just like so big and round and fat but just that in a t in a computer screen they're not aesthetically pleasing to the modern no. eye no they are disturbing <laughs> <laughs> disturbing god it's you true. sound disgusted i was <laughs> disgusted <so> traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> did you have anything else from the plane from scene? the plane i didn't 
Well, then after that, they uh, they land at this huge this huge warehouse where um, Sandra needs to be made over to be the perfect pageant queen. Okay, what the fuck is with that? Like, I have never been sure. Are all the pageant queens there getting their makeover, or is this whole warehouse being set up just for Sandra Bullock's character? It was absolutely just for her. It's oh like the emergency Lord. break glass in case of emergency I, yes. kind of deal. I did. Think I, was- I feel like I feel like this kind of thing is just regulation for Hollywood actors. Honestly, <laughs> this is probably what they get put through before probably. they start their careers. <laughs> I thought it was very entertaining, considering our current COVID situation, that a lot of the beauticians. We're not only wearing face masks, but a couple of them have face shields on as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you get her dirty breath on your face. Uh Uh-huh. And um, (laughs) just so I can attack you back after you called me out before, um, (laughs) Michael Caine, what's his name? Victor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He looks at Sandra Bullock's face and says, eyebrows, there should be two. Um, (laughs) that's so nice that's so nice of you (laughs) i didn't attack your appearance thank you (laughs) i'm not attacking your appearance i'm just attacking your hair (laughs) my facial hair it's your eyebrows. <laughs> you can tell me I have bad eyebrows. I do. You don't. Anyway, we're not we're not here to <laughs> to launch personal attacks. <laughs> um, but yes, it is a very funny scene, the makeover scene. Um, and she comes out looking like the picturesque woman <laughs> that everyone would want at their beauty pageants. They obviously, straightened her hair and put her in a sexy dress. I know, and gave her a bit more makeup than she had before. Yeah. And she apparently that's... She does look good. Well, obviously, because it's Sandra Bullock. Like, exactly. she's not she going to look bad. beforehand. They just tried <laughs> to make her look like a feral. Right. Literally, word for word, my note about that at the start was, how are we going to pretend that Sandra Bullock isn't hot? Like, mm-hmm. they're trying their hardest to convince us, but... Right, they, like, try and make her look sweaty or whatever. <laughs> like, put her in, like, more manly kind of clothes so don't mm-hmm. she her Like, she's definitely still not unattractive before her makeover. Like, no. yeah, look at her face. She's very pretty. <laughs> yeah, and she can speak Russian, so, like, you know, okay. who doesn't love that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was thinking actual Sandra Bullock can speak German. So right, <laughs> but yes, the character can speak Russian. Yeah, I want to um, know um, if Miss Mrs. Ms. Morningside, if mm-hmm. that's her real last name. Oh, like the character. Yeah. Um, I, I think that is meant to be her real last name because there's the whole plot point about oh, her no. son changing his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, after this, uh, the, the makeover happens, they land in the, they go to the pageant and, uh. In Antonio, Texas. In Antonio, Texas? San Antonio. San Antonio. Sorry, I missed the sand part. <laughs> um, 
And this is basically the bulk of the rest of the movie is at the pageant. Obviously, it's what the movie's about. I thought it was very entertaining to me. I don't know if you noticed me, like, really giggling at one point to myself. Maybe not. I was trying to... Maybe not. Um, When they meet Miss Morningside, she's Mm -hmm. wearing what looks like Christmas tinsel around her neck. (laughs) Did she forget to pack away? Is she one of those people who, like me, forgets to pack away just, like, one or two decorations? after Christmas, (laughs) she picked up this piece of tinsel and said, hmm, you know what, instead of packing this away as well, I'm going to incorporate it into my outfit. (laughs) Well, this movie did come out in December, so. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was intentional. Perhaps she had just done her Christmas decorating and um, (laughs) decided she was getting a little festive. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Um, there's another bit of not so subtle foreshadowing when uh, she in <laughs> when they meet for the first time and she like stands up and there's the like the the crown on the like previous winners behind her. There's like those cardboard mm-hmm. printouts mm-hmm. and the crown is like on her head. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. I wonder if this means anything to the plot <laughs> of the rest of the movie. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I'm... <sighs> Did I notice that? I think maybe. They definitely focus on it quite like it's hard to miss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, okay. she turns out to be the the real uh, antagonist of yeah. the movie. I, um, my next note after that tinsel bit. <laughs> my next two notes were: men are gross and girls also suck. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that? Um. Just because the men are constantly being gross during the whole movie. Uh-huh. They are constantly, yeah. So Sandra has this, like, when she's uh, undercover, she's got this little pin, this little America flag pin um, that's a little camera. And basically, yeah, anytime, anytime there's a possibility for the other FBI agents to perv on the other uh, contestants, they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not like they have a mission that they're supposed to be debunking. No. Um, <laughs> that was I said girls also suck because this was um when they're having their first like welcome luncheon mm-hmm. thing and the girls are all just being little bitches to each other, which seems yeah. realistic, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. And um I noted down that I wish that um, Miss Hawaii had answered the aloha question that Sandra had for her as to whether <laughs> aloha and aloha for hello and goodbye because she I'm just also kind of ignored it. Curious. And she just got so yeah. offended. <laughs> <laughs> She's showing some genuine curiosity into your language. Like, give us an answer. Culture. Um, but yes, there's that scene. Um, after that is after that when they start to learn the uh, choreography, um, for the uh, like dance routine. Yes, I had one more thing to note before we mm-hmm. go to that bit. Um, when they're at the luncheon, Sandra Bullock is um, um, like putting cream cheese on a bagel, and then I don't know something happens to her earpiece, and. 
and makes a loud noise and she's like oh Jesus Christ in the middle of a speech and pretends that she forgot to pray before she ate <laughs> and she calls it her bagel and schmear because New Yorkers and New Jersey people and um, Jewish Americans call cream cheese schmear and I'm like why why <laughs> it sounds disgusting it sounds like a pap smear to me <laughs> it's definitely not the most appealing Your sounding name for food bagel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit gross <laughs> um in the scene when they are learning their choreography for their for their group dances um Sandra's got no idea what she's doing it just reminded me of Rita Bagger in the um, <laughs> in the finale of Drag Race Canada. Oh, just yeah. just having no clue what's going on. I also thought in that scene, all their like athletic wear outfits look like they could have been like used in Bring It On and then given straight <laughs> to be worn as well. Yeah, <laughs> and even. Some of the choreography looked kind of similar <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so what is what is after this scene? Um, Cheryl, Miss Rhode Island, comes mm-hmm. to Gracie Sandra Bullock's door. Gracie Lou Freebush, should we sh- say her her pageant? Gracie again? Lou Freebush. <laughs> she comes to Gracie Lou Freebush's door to have a chat to her. Um, she's just, I don't know, to me she's annoying. And um, <laughs> and Sandra Bullock makes fun of baton twirling to her um, and then it turns out that that's um, Rhode Island's talent for the pageant. And that kind of foot and mouth disease, just it, I related to it. I feel like I've done <laughs> things like that. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think anything particularly interested ha- interesting happens there. Um, and then she gets woken up to go and practice for the pageant and for her talent. Mm-hmm. I do wonder how she operates through so much of this movie on uh, literally, as she says, no sleep. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's a little unbelievable at times, shall we say. Um, I know how important my beauty sleep is, so uh I can't imagine for an FBI agent. I know. We get to see around this time um, the the citizen taking the, I guess, (laughs) I want to say the draft bomb (laughs) to (laughs) a mannequin in the middle of an open space to see if it effectively blows off the head of the mannequin. And I mm-hmm. want to know, like, why do they want to blow the winner's head off of all things? Well, um, I guess like, I, I don't they know if do um, anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> and I think we also have to remember that this movie came out before nine eleven, and uh-huh. I, I don't know if some of these security risks would actually exist today. I think yeah, pageant would be more secure than this. I think it's going to be a running theme. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about things pre and post 9-11, but yes, um, it's definitely a security risk, and I don't know how it gets through to the to the actual end finale it's plot. It's okay. <laughs> um, but it happens, I guess. Mm. I also <laughs> wanted to know, um, considering that we're um, 
moving into the the talent segment of the pageant, <laughs> what would your talent be? Oh, that is an excellent question. Oh, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I'm talented enough to do anything at a pageant show. What are you talented at? You can do anything as your talent as long as you can show it to a crowd. <laughs> um, I would recite the uh, – I'd be able to recite the, like, go as far back – on the winners of the the <laughs> AFL premiership as I possibly could. Yeah, that sounds pro- probably accurate. It's <laughs> the only thing I can think of. What would your talent be? <laughs> Did you hear that? Maybe burping. Um, <laughs> yeah, beer and seeing how many burps I can do. Or uh, <laughs> what am I good at? <laughs> I was going to say you could definitely do a comedy uh Okay, I'll tell some jokes. Tell some jokes. Mm -hmm. I wanted to. I wanted to ask you what your favorite date is. (laughs) I was going to ask you that too. (laughs) My favorite date is the nineteenth of November. It's my birthday, darling. Oh, of course, of course. As we found out today, my birthday stresses me out, and I don't know if it is my favorite. <laughs> of November when it's all over. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite date or ideal date? I think the question was. Yeah, what's your ideal date? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know what my favorite. I think uh, I I want to go with New Year's Day because New I feel day. like New Year's Day has just been a solid. Not New Year's Eve. Nah, New Year's Day. Okay. I feel yeah. like last New Year's Day this year we just slept until like two. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Doesn't that well, sound like a good day? The stressful time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need I'm to sure New Year's there. Eve New Year's Eve of twenty twenty will definitely not be a stressful day. Yeah, there are really as many options for us. Yeah. Try and attend, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so we're at the talent segment of the pageant. Yes. Sandra Bullock is in a dirndl, a sexy dirndl, which is um a, 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 German, a traditional German dress because I knew you'd ask that question. Oh, that's what it's called, a dirndl. Uh-huh. Um, Very good. <gasps> and she thinks me. someone has a bomb or a gun or something, a gun. They're in Texas, mm-hmm. of course. Um. And she dives off the stage into the crowd. And honestly, the only thing I wanted to know about this was actually after the um, the pageant part when Miss Morningside is, like, replaying this back to Gracie mm-hmm. Lou Friedrich. And it's on a, she's replaying it back on a wheelable TV. Remember wheelable TV? Oh, my God. <laughs> that just makes me think of, like, yeah, primary school. A free, like a free, uh, not a free period, but like if we didn't have any work to do or anything. Like a wet day timetable. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, how excellent. <laughs> and how, <laughs> this is a big question, but mm-hmm. it's relevant to this part of the movie. How do you feel about guns? <laughs> just, Just full stop. Just full stop. In America, if need be, Australia, we don't have any. Go up. Um, 
Uh, I, I'd say a big fat no to guns, um, yep. Sam, if yep. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, obviously we don't have gun rights in Australia because we're not insane. Um, yep. <laughs> Americans are cooked for their gun policies, I reckon. Definitely. Um, why do you need a gun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, did you have anything to say about that part of the of the film? Um, no, not not particularly. It was it was a funny scene. I enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't note too much down. Um, I don't know how how much longer after this scene this occurred. That's my next note. Um, because I don't really remember it happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I guess the FBI is gathered together and one of the random FBI members refers to Victor as Liberace. Yeah. Because he's flamboyant and gay, we guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that just made me want to watch Behind the Candelabra again, honestly. Yeah, another great movie um, that I watched for the first time with you. But um, yes. Is that is that how we refer to people who might be gay as Liberace? <laughs> Just gay old dudes. Yeah, like he looks nothing like Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do love it. It is. Uh, we appreciate a good reference like that. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we get to the part where they're um doing their what comes after the talent the interview and swimsuit section oh, yes. of the pageant the most important part of course to see how sexy everyone's <laughs> body looks mm-hmm. and Michael Kane slash Victor comes up to Gracie Lou Freebush with some hemorrhoid ointment <laughs> to put under her eyes um. And I just wonder if I, when I have an eye rash, if I should have put your anus oil under my eyes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it actually works um, to get Me rid of bags not. under your eyes. I, have I, know that, I know that it helps to, like, stop little cuts and, like, bleeding. Um, mm. I know in sports if they have... In the in the footy, they'll uh, they'll put some hemorrhoid cream on tiny little cuts if you get them on your face or something to stop them from bleeding, so they can get back out there as quick as possible. So if you have a tiny little cut on your asshole, even if it's not a hemorrhoid, you should still put the hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, if you cut your asshole shaving. <laughs> not gonna say I've been there, but like you know, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes the skin tears. We've all been there. It happens. There. <laughs> you just have an extremely violent bowel movement. Uh-huh. And it happens. You don't know how wide it's going to be. You can't predict that. You don't know how wide you're going to dilate. <laughs> I don't want to talk about anal dilation. <laughs> okay. Let's let's move on then. <laughs> um... The military is in the in the audience of this part of the pageant. Yes. We have to treat them to some fine pieces of ass. Some fine pieces of meat, as you said. 
during the movie. <laughs> Just yeah. some, more, some more lovely objectification I mean, and misogyny, I suppose. I think if I was a man in the military and um, was only around men for a while, I mean, as someone who likes men, I think I'd be okay. But um, if I was a straight man in the military, I would be getting pretty horny. So I'm sure they appreciate it. Would you you go to a beauty pageant or would you go to the strippers? A brothel, maybe. Yeah, that's my question. But, you know, we've got to respect our soldiers or whatever they do in America. Whatever they do. They they love their military over there. Not that I don't care for ours, but they... They love but I don't think it. anyone can love their military as much as the Americans do. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's just a key key indicator of it, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. We um, we find out that Cheryl was an animal activist. Oh my god, yes, I do love how they're just doing some FBI business, like right there, while they're every other contestant is like either backstage or on stage. You'd think that would be quite the uh, quite right. the danger for their cover. Right, they're literally just there, like, going through paperwork. <laughs> uh-huh. Going through of one of the contestants. <laughs> I think they managed to keep it quite low-key and in sense of the narrative for the rest of the movie, but that bit is just, like, that, this is just a bit ridiculous. I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would happen. Are they just assuming that all these girls, because they are pageant girls, are just that stupid that they won't, um, they won't have any clue of what's going on? I don't know. Maybe I, I do feel something. like Cheryl wouldn't notice. Cheryl, Cheryl is Miss Rhode Island. Well, yes, like, Cheryl. At some point, <laughs> Cheryl definitely uh, doesn't have a lot going on upstairs. Uh-uh. That's for uh-uh. sure. <laughs> But that's yeah. okay. We're all made differently. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> we take positive messages away from this movie. We do. We do. <laughs> what did you think of um when they eat pizza and then go out clubbing? Oh, it made me want to go out clubbing, but not to that terrifying paint club. I do not want to get covered in paint. I said I want to go there. I said it looks so fun. Oh, well, you know what? We can agree to disagree. (laughs) I'll go with my friends and you cannot come. (laughs) I just don't know if I want to be covered in paint. I don't know. Me neither. When they're like, so when they're in under the black light, it looks cool. And then they cut to them like helping Cheryl because she's like passed out or whatever. And they're just in like a normal light bathroom, and it looks disgusting. <laughs> they're all covered in this crap. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, but it was at this point that I realised they actually had quite a diverse range of pageant contestants yeah. for the year two thousand. Yeah, I think they represented the the demographics uh, of America quite well. Yeah, like. There, it was not all just blonde white women, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's nice to see. Right, Miss Miss Hawaii actually looked like she was Hawaiian. Yeah. Um, Miss California. Miss California and Miss New York were both African-American, I believe. 
Um, um, Texas was Ranga. <laughs> the, the obvious demographic that must be represented. Yes, I yeah. as a Ranga absolutely support this. You know how, <laughs> do you know how often there's been a Ranga on The Bachelor Australia? Very fucking rarely. Not many that haven't made total dickheads of it of themselves. No, this year, yeah, we had the one who went on their fucking ranger rant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, it's important that we get some ranger representation up in here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Definitely. And then we hit a boring part of the movie. <laughs> What's the boring part? The conflict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did find it funny. Um, resolution up in here. <laughs> I did like it when um, uh, Sandra's telling uh, Victor piss off, and she holds him at gunpoint just so she can get a donut. <laughs> I like to think that if I was hungry enough, I'd hold someone at gunpoint to get a donut. I would hold them at Nerf gunpoint. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Remember when we found the TikToks of the Nerf gun fanatics? Oh my god, yes. There is a Nerf gun community out there in Australia. And they are on TikTok. No offence to any Nerf gun lovers. I just thought it was interesting that that exists. (laughs) It's not something that I particularly thought about. Um, But I'm glad they're out there. I want to know. What do you think mm-hmm. of the crown? Um, the crown? The, the I mean, it's it's definitely meant to look like uh, the Statue of Liberty crown, right? Like, that's the whole point. That makes sense. Because I had some feelings about the crown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not good enough. The dragon <laughs> it's not good enough. Are better than the Miss United States crown. I mean, yes, it is, but I think, yeah, what I got from that was that uh, obviously they do all dress up as the Statue of Liberty um, at <laughs> one point during the finale. They, like they were holding ice creams. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. They're holding like yes. torches like the Statue of Liberty, but it looked like they were holding ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny, um, and also the music in the in the finals, like uh-huh. in the top ten and the top five, is just absolutely iconic. Oh, so good! And the just whole, outstanding. The whole like last twenty minutes or so of the film is great. Um, mm-hmm. It's the best part. I don't know if I've told you this. But when I was in year 10, I literally did, like, a film analysis on the last 20 minutes of this movie. I got to choose any scene from any movie, and that's what I chose. Do you remember any of the things that you analysed from No, but I know I got an A for it, so... You must have done a good job. Yeah, but not an A+, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yes, the finale, the finale is definitely like the action-packed scene. Um, you know, there's the whole tension of we know the bomb's in the crown and they've got to get through the finals and Sandra's got to get into the top five. Um, it is a very wholesome moment when Cheryl, Miss Rhode Island, does her baton twirling and she actually gets to do the fire twirling that she's been wanting to do through the whole movie. Yes, a beautiful what- moment of friendship. Whatever song she does that to, it sounds so of its time. 
Oh, uh, the whole that whole section is just the 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 music is just exactly the kind of music you'd expect when you hear it's the year two thousand. And I've seen this movie so many times that I know all of the songs in it, but I don't actually know many of the songs outside of the movie. <laughs> uh huh. Just in context of the uh-huh. movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bit at the end when uh, when Cheryl is being crowned, um, I think it's hilarious when Sandra throws the crown away. And the CGI is, like, absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, the moment it leaves her hand, it turns into this little CGI crown. Uh And it just looks so bad. (laughs) That scene is just chaos. Like... It is chaos. What is going on? Um, Before... Just before that moment when they're, like, going through... um, Yeah, like, the finalists, we get... I think it's Miss New York. Mm -hmm. Um... She doesn't make the top five or she gets voted yeah. out early, something like that. And um, she has a big rant on stage about how she's a lesbian. And <laughs> and then right, she, the she tells her partner show, like, she loves Can her. we say lesbian on this show? Oh, my God, yes. Well, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was very um of its time too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can say fucking lesbian. <laughs> I did also, also love when um when mm. t- Miss Texas got uh didn't win and mm. she's just like clearly cracking the shits really on stage. Yeah. I thought that was a bit of realism for the actual yeah. like pageant part. Right, <laughs> they're not always so poised and proper. Uh-huh, especially when they think that they're going to win. <laughs> did you notice that Gracie is the um Coco Montrese of the pageant because Oh my god. She came second. And is told that if for whatever reason Miss Rhode Island can't complete her reign, that she will get to be the winner. And that's what happened. Right, and Cheryl was supposed to get her head blown off, so. (laughs) So, okay, so Gracie was very close to becoming the Coco (laughs) Montrese. I think Cheryl, I'm going to give Alyssa Edwards some credit and say that she is significantly smarter than Absolutely. Um, Cheryl, though. Edwards dominates over all these bitches. Let's be real. <laughs> she is the true pageant queen. The pageant <laughs> queen of our hearts, at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, did you have any more comments for that final kind of part of the movie? I think that's, that's pretty much everything that I've got for Miss Congeniality. Okay. My um, my final note was um they go on the on the day after the pageant or whatever it was they like gather one more time in like a mm-hmm. room to give Sandra Bullock her Miss Congeniality award and the prize is just like this chunk of perspex. <laughs> like, right, it's a bit of a shit trophy. It's kind of crap, but you know at least it didn't blow her up. So. <laughs> In the alternative ending, uh, the <laughs> Miss Congeniality Prize also had a bomb in it. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to say, because I couldn't do this podcast without saying this um, thing that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine's eyelids look quite vaginal to me. I don't know if you noticed this. <laughs> why, why do they look vaginal, Samantha? 
Google him. <laughs> just his eyes in general. Like, they just look like pussy. They just look like they've got some flaps. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't even say, like, quite a, like, oh, tight one, I guess. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you flip eyelids vertically, what do they look like? You tell it's true. Me. It's true. Um, <laughs> look, I can kind of see what you mean. It does look like it's got a little bit of a hood and, like, <laughs> I can't find a clit in this eye. Okay. Um, not that that would be any different from normal, but <laughs> thank you for calling yourself out there. I thought you were going to say that, so I just kind of wanted to beat you to it. It's not my place. <laughs> That's more your place than um, telling me that my I have a monorail. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Oh, you just took a sip of something, did you? Yeah, some water. Thank you. I like to stay hydrated. Um, I think that's uh, all we've got for Miss Congeniality. Let me just quickly flip through and see if I missed Okay, see if you forgot anything. Important. I think I got everything that I had to say out there. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. all right, excellent. Um, next episode, we've already pre-decided that we're going to be doing a game instead of a movie. Because we are we are taking it in turns. Um, well, we better get started on that soon, buddy boy. We better. Well, at the time of recording this, we've got three episodes lined up ready to go, so we've got a nice little backlog. Yes. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned for that one and make sure you listen to our Parent Trap and Bring It On episodes as well, two the other iconic movies. I'm the game is going to be The Sims. I'm joking. It's your choice. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was deciding this one. Thank I'll you. I'll say the game is going to be The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, stay tuned for that. Um, and I think that's all for this episode. Mm-hmm. Make sure you tune in then. Bye! Thank you once again for listening to this episode of That's that. Myself and Sam will be back, of course, Wednesday next week to talk about some other part of late 90s and early 2000s culture, so make sure you join us then. We're aiming to get these episodes up on YouTube as well at some point, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel when uh, that's around, and also suggest us anything you want us to talk about on the email. I believe we've got... Do we have an email? No, I don't think we have a specific email. We'll set that up. Um, Thanks for listening and uh, hope you enjoy.